Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. It's BudPod 172. 172, it's just a flu. That's right. After two years of a clean sheet, after defying science uh, for two and a half years, I have finally succumbed to the world's favorite coronavirus, SARS-CoV-2, COVID-2019. I finally got it here. This time it's personal. You've got it, Phil. You did it. I, I finally did it. After all this time, it's... I at once feel like I'm finally on board with something everyone's been doing. and I, I'm, <laughs> But I'm also extremely embarrassed. It's like you're... so you, embarrassed. You, you've, you've, you've finally started watching The Sopranos and you're embarrassed because of how much you want to talk about it to people who are over it. It really does feel that way. It really does. Um... <laughs> I've I've been saying to people, oh, I can't I can't taste, ah, uh, the two lines I got, I got two lines. And everyone's just like, yeah, whatever, man. Everyone's like, uh huh. Yeah, it's 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 astonishing how how different a world it is now. I, I mean, I'm still at home. I'm still sort of self quarantining, even though, in the eyes of Joe Law, I can go about my day really, which is crazy, yeah. Um, Crazy to think. But... Now, Phil, I lost my taste of smell for a long time. How have you been coping meal and drink wise? What have you have you been taking advantage or have you been trying to not freak your body out? Take advantage of n- not tasting by n- not eating. Mm-hmm. No, no, by eating like whatever, like like blander, healthier foods. Like in the <laughs> sense that, like, if you can't taste, you may as well just eat broccoli and have like a fucking great few days. I guess. I already eat a lot of broccoli. I'm broccoli is like my main veg, so I eat a lot of broccoli. <clears throat> yeah. Um, I, I yeah. The first day, <laughs> the first day, I, I I the taste and smell went over like two hours in the afternoon. It just went, and then I I couldn't taste anything or smell anything at all. Um, and it was quite peculiar because I mean you even when even when you get a cold, you lose a bit of your, your smell and your taste. But yeah. this was like a beefed that's up version. Sort of, that's more due to sort of clogging, though. Mm, mm. Like, it yeah. feels like it's because there's stuff in the way, whereas this is just like a light switch. Like, this, this is off. Oh, sorry, I nudged it with my elbow. I turned off the taste and smell. Yeah, yeah it's quite surreal. But yeah. um, I've, I've, I've been taking your advice and advice of uh, another pal who was saying to keep, keep sniffing stuff, keep training your mm-hmm. nose. And I fortunately, I have a jar of very pungent Malaysian chili that I've mm. been sniffing. And that has been cutting through. When when I lose smell of that, that's when all is lost. Because it's pungent. Keep on sniffing. Keep on sniffing. So I've been sniffing. And today I got lemon back. My first day I couldn't smell my lemon. Ooh. But now I can smell lemon again a little bit. It's weird. It's like it's like the ghost of a smell. Yes. It's 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 so subtle. Memory and it's like of it's a very lemon. F- yeah, it's like you're smelling a lemon, but it's very far away. 
it's yeah, a very like far a, away lemon. You've you're in one of those American teen films, and you've broken into the the shuttered large house in the overgrown field. Mm. And as you're walking through its dusty rooms, abandoned rooms, you see lots of portraits on the walls of the Lemon family that used to live there. <laughs> and what's that on your nose? <sighs> it couldn't be, could it? Is that? Yeah. A ghost. Yes, yes, yes. I like the um, idea of you sitting and going, I can't even taste this broccoli. <laughs> I can't even taste this delicious broccoli. What's the point what? of eating broccoli if I can't <laughs> taste the it? Point? What's the point of being alive if I can't enjoy this slightly stinky vegetable? I absolutely love broccoli. That's one thing I, when I was growing up, I ne- that's one, that's the one issue over which me and cartoons and children's television really had to depart was broccoli was the go-to gross vegetable. And I didn't understand that at all because broccoli is well, delicious. Well, Phil, in that, what's that movie called where everyone's got little dudes in their head and there's like an angry one and a sad one and whatever? Inside Out? Uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, I think it was Inside Out. For the Japanese release, there's a bit where like the baby uh, is sitting in a high chair and he doesn't want to eat his broccoli. And they changed the CGI for that exact reason in Japan to green pepper, which is much more the stereotypical vegetable apparently in Japan that kids don't like. Oh, interesting. Because they well, were like, right, right, right. Because they wouldn't have understood not work. the broccoli thing. Yeah. Yeah. Right, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. How funny. Do you know the broccoli is not a naturally occurring vegetable? Oh, I do. I'm sure we've talked... Have we not talked about this? Uh, have we spoken about it on here? Barbara well, maybe broccoli. we did. And are they related to the broccolis who own James Bond? Yes. So the broccolis, the broccoli family that owns the uh, James Bond are the same broccolis who invented broccoli. Uh, I believe they are related of the same br- branch. They're florets on the same stalk, if, it, if you will. Very good. Very good. Very good. COVID might have dulled my taste buds, but it hasn't dulled Pierre's wit. <laughs> Well, this yes. this is a, this is a thing you're saying, Pierre. When when you lost your because you got you got COVID like patch 1.0. I got the alpha version of COVID original recipe kernels COVID. Yeah, untested, unfiltered, uncensored COVID. <laughs> and your yeah. your loss of t- yeah your your COVID the poster of your COVID has a big red banner over its crotch that says uncensored. Um, and the guy from American Pie doing a shocked face behind it yes yeah yeah with this big eyebrows oh it looks like we got some COVID there son that's completely natural he just says all the things like that Uh, yeah so when you so when you lost your taste and smell it was a big deal and for ages and and everything tasted like petrol you said yeah, as it was, as it was, because two two weeks, two and a half weeks, and as it was coming back, everything sort of smelt like burning plastic, tasted like burning plasticky, petroly chemical smell, and that lasted uh, tapered off. But it, it to to taper off, it took about five months, six months, something mm. like that. Whereas so it I, like you're avoiding that already, you've already got ghost lemons. I'm already tasting the ghost of lemons. Uh, smell, uh, yeah, um, which must you know, it's because I'm I'm all vaxxed up. Um, it's the power of science. I've I've been prodded and poked more than an average lab monkey. Uh, <laughs> you hear yeah, that, Novak Djokovic? <laughs> uh, 
He the, 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 you know, so Novak Djokovic has won his twenty first um, Grand Slam title at Wimbledon, which is uh, frustrating because I fair play, but also it will just further convince him of yeah. his need not to get a vaccine. Do you think um, we're all being tricked? And because he never has any vaccines, he's so full of viruses that actually the viruses have won the tennis and he's long dead. Ah. It's like a sort right. of Novak, Novak Djokovic's hollow host body. <laughs> so he's like a cordycep. Like those <laughs> insects that get t- taken over by the, fung- the fungus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's why he's got such long hair. There's a little mushroom under there. <laughs> it's a little mushroom of a combination of COVID, measles, rubella, all the classic vaccines. Checker parks, <laughs> some of the new guys. They're all working together. Like Inside him is like hundreds of little like Smurfs, like, <laughs> like yanking on <laughs> strings and making him play tennis. It's like Ratatouille from the inside. It's horrible. And if he ever were to get vaccinated, they would see the vaccine flowing at them like a great wave, and they'd have to run away, like... (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And as it hit their little Smurf bodies, their flesh would just melt off some skeleton, and you'd see their skull. It'd be really horrible. That would be the moment where the movie really turns, and then Novak Djokovic's body just... Just like a sock, it's just empty. And it's like, no, on the tennis court, it's like when they kill Obi-Wan with Darth Vader. Like, it's just his clothes. <laughs> or just his tennis whites just flop to the ground, empty. Yeah. And then whoever he's playing against, Nadal, like, sweeps his tennis racket through him. And then just, whoosh, like, like when uh, <laughs> the lightsaber goes through Obi-Wan Kenobi. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So basically, uh, that's going to happen if he gets vaccinated. So that it's, it's fair enough that the collection of viruses that use... Novak Djokovic as a host are worried about that. As they well should be. As they well should be. Yeah. Because there goes but Grand Slam number 22 if, yeah. they, if they do get vaccinated. He must get um, bored. Of winning tennis? I mean, I don't think you get bored of winning your first five Grand Slams. But 22? There's got to be a point <laughs> where he just gets them confused. <laughs> I think you and I do not understand the mindset of the competitive sportsman. These people are sick. I think inside every competitive sportsman who plays an individual sports, team sports, it's a bit different because you're always diluted. But I think any individual competitive sportsman is basically internally, I imagine them as basically like Homelander from the boys. (laughs) Or like uh, Dennis from Always Sunny, you know, I'm a god. I just have victory! Like insane. (laughs) Like gritted teeth, quivering eyes, staring, just bah. (laughs) Bulk. That's it, you know. They have to be. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. Also, I guess in tennis, you really do have to stay at the top. If If you're a Premier League level footballer, you can be a sort of journeyman. Yeah. Premier League footballer and, and be very, very rich. But tennis, the drop-off of earnings is crazy. The So it's maybe the top five or something tennis players are millionaires, but then earnings just fall off a cliff once you, once you pass a certain point. And you can be yeah. a world-class tennis player and you're still like giving lessons and doing, yeah. um, doing odd jobs just to make ends meet. Like there's very little money in it unless you are 
Novak Djokovic, really. Well, that's it. It's like, it's always, it would always be mad to meet like the 300th best tennis player in the world. And it's like, that's incredible. But also, who? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Stand-up comedy in America seems the same way. It's a bit more equal over here. But in America, it just seems like you get paid in nachos until suddenly you get $2,000 a night closing and a share of merchandise. Yeah. Yeah, it really is all or nothing. Yeah, crazy. Um, Phil, speaking of fuzzy little yellow balls uh, uh, getting smacked, uh, Boris Johnson has gone, Philip. <laughs> I was wondering where you're going with that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I can't believe that that's happened since the last episode because it feels like... Isn't that insane? It feels like weeks ago that he resigned. It feels like eight months. It feels like pre-COVID somehow. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, really uh, extraordinary. Um, did not expect him to ever go. And even in his resignation speech, he well, he was, technically it wasn't a resignation speech because at no point did he say, I resign. He basically no. said, everyone's being really mean to me, actually. <laughs> and they won't, said, um... let me, they won't leave me alone. They won't let me have fun. So fine. Good for you. Enjoy. <laughs> But at no point in that does he actually go, I quit. Yeah, and he did those really big, slow winks and double finger guns. <laughs> he didn't seem as upset um, as I think everyone wanted him to. I wonder if that's because he knows everyone wants him to look upset. Yeah, it's like trying to make Joffrey upset. It's not going to happen, you know. <laughs> part of why he's Joffrey. Um, you heard it here first, folks. He's coming back. I bet you my life I, he's coming back. He said He's not even said he's going to resign as an MP. You think he's going to try and um, Churchill it? I think he's going to Churchill it. He's going to be back in five years or try to. Certainly he will try to come back. I think he what he's done is he's semi-resigned during an incredibly awful period, uh, e.g. like COVID, recovery still fucked, Brexit's about to unravel again, war in Ukraine and cost of living crisis and energy crisis. Mm-hmm. And he's just gone... Basically, he's been like flying a plane into a mountain of shit and someone's gone, no, I'm taking the wheel. And he's just yeah. gone, oh, well, I guess if you want to fly the plane into the pile of shit, I, well, and it's sort of slowly putting on a parachute. Oh, it pains me to say it, but. Uh, yeah. See you on the other side of the mountain. I'll get well, a train. Well, good luck. I guess I'll just have to fly the plane again if it somehow crashes. Anyway, bye. And just immediately, whoosh, he's just out the door. Parachute. <laughs> he's just going to go away and make, you know, what, I mean, one to five million pounds immediately just from speaking from like engagements. And speaking. And, but, uh, then, but, but then why did he want to hold on this long? You know, there, there are plenty of opportunities and it's been shitty to be in charge of the country for a while now. Why? why? Oh, he, yeah. st- he still but had his hand forced. Is it just a pride thing? Is he just a psycho? It's a pride thing. And also like, um, even if it's shitty and it's a mess, it's still your mess. And he'd still rather it be his mess than anyone else's triumph. Way more. Mm. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because so I guess the, been... the, his worst nightmare is for someone to take over and instantly everything becomes great. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Someone just takes over and uh, Im- immediately proposes a lot of sensible things that actually get done. I mean, that would be hell, wouldn't it? <laughs> I just want Terrible. the most. I want the most boring motherfucker to win, please. I just want some boring Tom Tugan had ass motherfucker to. <laughs> just bore us all to death i'd love what's that. amazing is that 
because they're having to be mental because of how mental things have been, none of them yeah. can say they're against any of how mental everything is. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So they have all got to pretend to be pro-Brexit um, still, even in 2022. Yep. They've all got to pretend to be pro-Brexit. They've all, and they're all promising to to cut taxes, even though we have the state has no money. Yep, and uh, the Rwanda shit as well. They're all having to be like, "Yep, great plan. Always liked it." Yeah, yeah. I thought I thought the whole Rwanda thing had been abandoned already. No, no, no. It's it's still like um, an official policy. It's just that they can't make it work legally. But it was never really about that. Right, right, right. I think they managed to send like in the end four people or something out of the eighteen. They managed to rustle up, but they're working on it. They're going to find a way of making that horrifying plan more quote-unquote effective yeah um, yeah and of course it is very cheap to fight 10 year long legal battles to fly someone in a private jet to a different country very cheap very affordable um yeah what a mess yeah so they're all having to pretend to be mental it's kind of it's i don't know it's like trying to take over a, some kind of insane hostage situation and promise that you're not going to end the hostage like no 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 i've never said the hostages should be released i just think this bank robbery needs a new uh Hostage leader. Mm. Mm. But it's because they've got to appeal to the 100,000 nutters in the Conservative Party membership. Yeah. Uh, um, and so they've got to uh, sort of side-eye everyone else in the country going, hey, come on, man, we don't really believe this, but just just shut up, shut up. we just got to keep this... Keep these guys happy. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> yeah, Rwanda plan. Yeah, good to go. No taxes for you. Brexit's going great. <laughs> Look, man, just, 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 just shut up for another couple of months, okay? And um, we don't know you. We don't know you. Yeah, exactly. They're in a, they're in a room with the, like the sort of philosophical moral equivalent of a bunch of coked up nanas. Just like yeah. furious grandparents somehow in a kind of coke rage just Rwanda and they're just having to kind of look at you and go like like speaking while without moving their smile <laughs> hey we're just gonna keep uh, eating the sandwiches and then uh, we'll get out of here and then maybe we'll, we'll be safe but some of them do believe it Phil some of them pretty Patel Nadine oh, Laurie's yeah. the real nutters yeah. Liz Truss <laughs> loopy loopy ladies the loopiest it ladies in Britain <laughs> <laughs> it's a testament to the diversity of the modern Tory party that there is such a wide range of genders and ethnicities of insane people represented. Yes, especially this Suella Braverman who's sort of come out of nowhere and is, every time you think you've met the, the craziest Tory, someone, one of them goes, oh, no, no, watch this. <laughs> um, and and the, latest, <laughs> the latest to do it is Suella Braverman. She's, um... Yeah, I mean, the the idea of announcing your leadership intentions while you're still the Attorney General the night before the Prime Minister resigns, just on news night. <laughs> Fucking hell. She's like, and like you say, like if, if the normal level of crazy Tory is Spider-Man, she's just like Venom, just like, <laughs> just this terrifying <laughs> well, new version. Her final pledge was, as she put it, to put an end to all this, um, uh, well, I think she called it woke... Nonsense, and then she said, yeah. "Woke rubbish." I call it like she's invented the term "woke rubbish." <laughs> oh, we got a, a regular wordsmith on our hands here. Woke rubbish. Yeah, how'd you come up with that? Yeah, I was, I was, I was insufficiently informed by what you thought about it when you called it nonsense. But now that you've called it rubbish, 
it's in the the overreaches of world culture is an interesting one because like yeah it, the overreaches are a problem and we mustn't ignore them but whenever a politician lists as one of their main priorities to tackle woke rhetoric i'm like no 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 don't leave it why is that because Le- you think it's just making it worse yeah and also what 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 is go- what is government going to do about it it's the, it is but, just going to yeah. make things worse. It's, it's, it's just like it'll just accelerate the the arms race. I think. Um, well, that's the thing. They always promise they're going to tackle it, and it, like you say, any form of it that is a problem, and there aren't that many. There are just a few here and there, maybe, but it's completely outside the area of legislation. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. I, I mean, um, unless you what you make an effort to prosecute companies who who fire. Uh, employees falling on the wrong side of history or, or something. Yeah, like, but even then, like, every company's got, like, a reputation clause where if it turns out you're a neo-Nazi, they can say that you're not the head of human resources anymore. Yeah. So there's kind of, I don't know what they could even do, but it, inevitably it just boils down to, oh, it, I don't it, know. It, it just feels, you know what it makes me feel? Whenever a politician goes, we're going to, I'm going to put an end to this woke rubbish, I just think of... Um, I just think of fucking Steve Buscemi holding a skateboard going, what's up, fellow kids? That's what, that's all I see. It's always, um, it is always interesting to try and get at what they think they mean by work rubbish, because inevitably it just boils down to something to do with gender neutral toilets. Mm, mm. it's very rarely an actual philosophical problem they just go they, they've just got this kind of weird like half-formed idea in their head of what they're upset about or yeah they've got a half-formed idea like, of, of what they think people want to hear and a lot of people do want to hear that but they've not really thought about it enough to come up with any specifics but they're generally they're just waving a printout of four tweets from people who don't even live here well maybe <laughs> one who does and they're like did you see this do you see what Come Lord Forty Three's been saying? And it's like, why, why, why is this a matter of national concern? This doesn't matter. <laughs> like, in a way, I almost wish progressive forces were as powerful as you're making out to be. But like, that's part of the rhetoric, which is to try to pretend that the enemy is all powerful and yet you will defeat them. I mean, the real scandal here is how Come Lord got his peerage in the first place. Look, services to come, Phil. Okay. <laughs> What? <laughs> what about that? Don't you understand? You know, you know how. <laughs> you know what that guy's contributed to the world, <laughs> to the world to come. Not just personally, but through, through well, outreach. Ra- yeah, raising awareness of come. Yep, helping others to contribute. Yeah, opening up pathways for people who could, maybe weren't able as able to. Reaching across, reason? R- reaching not across the aisle, but around it. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> I, I, uh, <laughs> I, yeah, it would be good if, if in everything that the uh, Come Lord ever said, it was sort of built, every metaphor he ever used was just built around, relentlessly built around ejaculation. <laughs> Or climaxing, generally. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, we are approaching the vinegar strokes of this campaign. It's like a Rick and Morty character, come lord. Become lord. <laughs> Just like, um, 
when they've really really run out of bosses for like dark souls <laughs> and it's just like i don't know the come lord of bumshire there you go he's got a big sword those shoots come there he's impossible to beat for reasons that aren't really anything to do with skill enjoy it's uh, boss one of a hundred <laughs> do you play dark souls no, I, I, I tried um, its latest sort of similar version of, of that game, Elden Ring, uh, that everyone was creaming over for about a month. Yeah. And not for me. Yeah, I just felt no urge to play it again or finish it or anything. I don't like very hard games. I want to be told a story. Well, I'd, um, the issue I had with Elden Ring was that the intro, if you look at the trailer, I recommend, by the way, if you're listening to this and you haven't just watched the trailer for Elden Ring to do it, because it is like... Um, I, w- I would say it's broadly like you got an AI to just auto-assemble a fantasy plotline. Mm, yeah, okay. And I was like, to the point where I, gen- I genuinely, uh, and I, d- I don't say this lightly, Phil, and it's the first time I've ever been able to use this verb when applying it to my own behavior. I genuinely scoffed when I was watching it. <laughs> As in you went, <laughs> I was watching it and I went, <laughs> one small like- contemptuous laugh. Like you're trying to make a point on a question time panel. I <laughs> I reacted like my long-term chimney sweep was asking for an extra shilling for Christmas. <laughs> oh, oh, you think you deserve a shilling? I was very, I was very contemptuous. So what, because so what is the story? Is it um, the forces of evil have returned after a long period during which people have thought they had been subdued and now one hero and only one can uh, defeat these returned forces of evil? Uh, yeah, kind of. I, th- I think instead of returned, it's um, a rift opened with another world and evil poured through. It's that classic. Oh, okay. Well, that yeah, yeah, that I mean, that's The Witcher as well. Yeah, it is basically this very similar to The Witcher in a way that I thought was very bold. I thought, <laughs> hmm, that's brave. And they kept going on about how they got George R. R. Martin on to write it, and I was like, uh, did he write it with one hand while he was at Comic Con, <laughs> signing a yeah, nerd's thought, face I've, with the other I've hand? Thought, I thought he didn't have time to write his own books. I don't think he had time to write this. <laughs> Judging by the quality. And it's just like a, a rift has appeared in the sky and the goblins are coming out. Watch out. And there was a good, powerful god king, but now he's dead or something or he's gone. Or maybe you're the next one. And there's a load of demons and they're kind of, they were dukes and now they're evil. So go get them. Quest. <laughs> Even though you're no one, you'll slowly ramp up to be someone. Or will you? Beware. <laughs> Beware. <laughs> 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 oh, traveler! <laughs> yeah. Will you beware? And then a sort of vague list of the 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 horrors that you'll find. One of them's called like the foul dung eater. Okay. Um, yeah, and they've all got names. It sounds like, like that. sounds like one of our correspondents. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, the foul dung eater is definitely a listener. <laughs> <laughs> He's in the Patreon. The foul dung eater. He's our top. Uh, <laughs> top subscriber yeah so it's just very like um plug and play click it together self-assembly fantasy story um mm, it's like mm. it's still like cool but just nothing felt too unique about it the, some of the characters seem quite unique like the dung eater and 
then just the usual sort of uh, do quests, collect herbs, find a new sword that could beat the new guy until you beat that guy and then you need a different sword for the next one. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't sound like it's for me. It falls to bits for me because there's a point where I just go, wait, is this a job? Do I have a job? <laughs> this is a job now. Like, the witch is a job. Like, this this 3D dwarf is berating me for not sufficiently clearing that cave of dire rats. <laughs> is he my boss? <laughs> oh, you should. You didn't do a very good job with it. Oh, don't know in the cave. It's like, well, yeah. you're not real. What am I doing? Uh, yeah, you, you you get into bed with your, your girlfriend that night and she's like, everything okay? And you're just like, uh, this orc's really been on my ass about the diorets. <laughs> I just, I just, I, you know, in my opinion, I did roll out of the way of that critical blow. But, <laughs> you know, the, the impact mapping and stuff, that stump, sometimes you can walk through the stump, sometimes it blocks your character. I, I'm just saying it's not fair. <laughs> <laughs> I think we need a holiday. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think we need a holiday. What about the Lost Islands of Mythos or whatever the fuck? <laughs> generic. Yeah. Well, they're I mean, very the, the, foggy, Phil. They're very I, foggy. I've now played two Assassin's Creed games that I've really enjoyed and I will mm. never finish because I'm just like, enough, enough. This is. Yeah, it's like I've got another life that I've got to get to and take things off of, and I've got jobs. I've got to raid these monasteries because I don't have enough supplies. I spent too many of my supplies on on a fucking distillery before I actually needed a distillery, and now I've got to keep raiding monasteries. But I think I need more monasteries than this stage of the story is actually going to open to me. So I'm going to continue the story without without an upgraded armor because I uh, and you know what forget it fuck it enough too bad too bad enough it's done but this is it and it ends up being like uh, I remember the Assassin's Creed the Italian one where it's like Ezio please the market is a run down it needs to be upgraded it's like what do I run a medieval renaissance market now that's a job I don't want to jo- I'm rehabilitating a town's mart no <laughs> that's a real job I could be putting the same amount of effort into and getting actual money what the fuck is this <laughs> and obviously uh, you know it's more satisfying because you can be like oh click click bling, and then suddenly like an animation plays and there's lovely like big barrels with uh, full of peaches and there's people wandering through going like hey, it's so nice to shop for peaches in the market and you're like ah that took a second yeah, Whereas in real life, nice. in real life, you're just on the phone to a peach supplier, going like, "No, I know they're not. S- yes, we'll wash them." <laughs> uh, speaking of things that need washing, shall we l- l- listen, read some correspondence from the great unwashed? <clears throat> good morning. Uh, thank you for coming. Uh, everyone comfortable? Yes. Good to see you. Good to see you. Uh, yes. Thank you. Well, I'm very excited to announce that after the events of recent days, I too will be entering the race to become the next leader of the Conservative Party and the next Prime Minister of the United Kingdom, taking the total number of candidates to 28 men, 20 women, 5 children, and 3 life-size skeleton models like they have in doctors' offices. I know I am a ge- I know I am up against tough competition. But rest assured, I represent this country's best hope. This country's best hope 
of defeating the enormous bats. For too long now, our cities, towns and villages have been ravaged by these gigantic Mothra-like bats. We don't know where they came from, but we do know what they want. To kick the shit out of us and to eat all our fruit. The banana shortage is now untenable. I don't care where you're from, what your parents did for a living, what school you went to. 400 pounds of banana is simply too much. Now, today you will hear some mealy-mouthed words from the other candidates about making peace with the bats, diplomacy, compromise. But how do you compromise with bats the size of buildings, who only speak in screeches and don't understand a word we say? Now, this might not make me popular in our current woke culture, but I say you can't talk to giant bats. Our communities have had enough. One consistent of mine, Brenda, told me that while she was at first open-minded about the bats, even welcoming, she changed her mind when they squished all her cousins and ate her GP. Brenda's story is not unique. Enough with the bats already. We've already lost Canterbury. The Lake District is full of guano. It isn't long before they echolocate Glasgow. The time to act is now. Vote for me as the next Conservative leader, and I swear to end the age of the bat once and for all. Or also lower corporation tax. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Oh, it's hot. I'm pouring sweat, even though I'm just reading emails. It's horrible. It's horrible, deceit. It's horrible. It is, uh, are you doing anything to help yourself with the heat? 
I'm putting my my water jug in the fridge. Yeah. Yeah. Um, y- y- yesterday I made myself an iced Milo, which was so refreshing. I'm gonna make. I another saw that picture. Could you taste it at all, though? I could actually. I could, you know. I could taste some of it. I'll see how much oh. more I can taste of it today. Okay. Okay. That's the with the Milo you bought me, BT Dubs. Okay. Oh, great! I am so pleased to 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 see that you actually already had some. I've just been—I haven't had Milo in, in my life in ages. I just don't buy it. Um. Uh. Ah. So. Holly. Holly gets in touch. Holly, what a folly! Um, what a folly! To listen to Holly. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> So the subject is big statues in Australia. Okay. Oh, I know. I think I know about these. Yeah. So she says, hi, Pierre and Phil. Your your, uh, talk of statues and requests for stories of bum statues made me think of some Australian ones you might appreciate. Phil was right that there are a lot of statues of big fruit in Australia. Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's the great Australian tradition. Very, very odd. Very odd. One one of Australia's two great traditions. (laughs) Um, but she says it's actually broader than that. We're a nation of statues of big things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's big things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not just fruit. She says there's a giant Ned Kelly the Bush Ranger in the town of Glen Rowan. Oh, that's cool. Ned Kelly's a cool um, figure. Cool He's that animal. maniac who put, made like an armored suit for a shootout, didn't he? Yeah, um, armored suit just like metal bucket and just metal like pads all over him. And he went out and he looked like Darth Vader. Pretty sick, actually. I say this not knowing what he was wanted for. Hopefully, it was yeah, just it could be like, bad. Yeah, could have been. Yeah, I don't think a, I don't think an Australian Darth Vader would have had the same lingering threat. No, I'm no. your father. <laughs> uh, this um. is disappointing. <laughs> Most I find you like a face. I find you like a face disturbing. <laughs> it'd be funny to, to to dub in the moment where the lightsaber swirls through obi-wan and it becomes cloth just to dub in crikey <laughs> 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 dub, i love i love an, an an off-camera voice is my favorite comedic device in a film or tv show i love it so much <laughs> it is always yeah, from just go vuong crikey without crikey. without the camera cutting to his face yeah. <laughs> so there's a giant Ned Kelly. There's a big prawn in Bellina. <laughs> that sounds like a, a song. Or a code. A country song. There's a big prawn in Bellina. There's a big prawn in my heart. <laughs> and I ask you, sir, have you seen her? Um, The girl with a seafood fart <laughs> it's a country song about a girl who farts the smell of seafood yeah um and her long lost love um the fishmonger yes there's a big merino sheep in Goulburn. there's Goul- a big merino sheep and no, it doesn't scan as well it's spelled g-o-u-l-b-u-r-n Goulburn. Goulburn? Galburn. 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 
That's um that's one of the places that I refuse to go on a mission to collect herbs. I think. Ghoul burn. Yeah, I was saying it sounds like a. I was thinking it sounds like a town in in The Witcher. Yeah. You gotta go to Ghoulburn. Yeah, you turn up in Ghoulburn and it's all um, it's been deserted, and then the mission becomes find out what happens to the villagers of Ghoulburn and or something horrible. Yeah, visit Ghoulburn gets crossed out with a big pen quill noise, and then bring, find out. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Come on, Roach. Um, there is, in fact, a long Wikipedia entry documenting our, pr- our proud history of big things. There are two statues, however, that are particularly bud budpodian, 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 podian. Yeah. The first is the big potato in Robertson, which looks like a massive turd. Let's have a look. Yes. Yes, it does. Yes, it does. How weird. Well, kind of. I mean, it also looks like a big potato, but not loads. I'm not going to lie to you. It doesn't look a load like a potato. I'm going to look up the big potato. <clears throat> yeah. Big it's potato, Australia. The so, big potato. Yeah, that. If you, I expected them to at least put it st- stood upwards, because yeah. lying down, it does just look like a big old turd. Yeah, well, she also says the second is many minutes like, away from my home. It looks like Mr. Hanky from South Park. That's what it looks like. Yeah, there's a it, it, it's Hankian. There are Hankian elements to it. <laughs> uh, Holly continues. The second is mere minutes away from my home, and that is the owl statue in Belconnen Town Center. Its official name is Big Powerful Owl. Um, an owl isn't very Budpodian, you may think, but it is also known as the Big Penis. See the link. I've lived near the statue for 20 years, and it still amuses me when I drive past. I do think it's worth looking up. I'm looking at a big it, owl statue. Australia. It does look like oh, a penis. Oh, it's, it's haunting. It looks like yeah, a ghost Yeah, it does look penis. like a penis. From behind, it looks like a ghost. Yeah. It's very haunting from the front, and uh, very much like a penis from behind. It looks like the ghost of a penis. There we go. Yeah, that's true. Which is what you can just about smell from today, I would say, Phil. <laughs> Yeah, if you get a dick right up into my nose, I can smell the ghost of a penis. <laughs> Going up to someone with their, with their dick. Hey, g- 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 give me that. Give me that. I just need to test something. Give hey, buddy, what are, you, what are you doing? Ah, the ghost of a penis. It's coming back. Thank you, sir. And you just flap it back at them. There you go. <laughs> I do believe this is yours. You'd be quite intimidated if someone grabbed your dick and just sniffed it really deeply and then walked off. I'd assume it was some bloody prank show. I'd be like, hey, 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 get off. Very good. We've all seen dick sniffer clips on TikTok. I've heard of it. I have an agent and I don't sign this off, actually. So good luck using (laughs) that footage. That's what I'd say. Yeah, you've just sniffed this dick for nothing. Okay. (laughs) Who's the idiot now? Um... Yes, and uh, she says it also wouldn't be Australia without a few racist statues. The worst one being of Captain Cook, who appears to be giving a Nazi salute. Oh, yeah. Oh, here we go, Captain That's Cook. That's not great. Statue. Australia. I'd say yeah. Any any public statue in Australia feels like it could be risky. Well, he's got his hand up. It's not a Nazi salute because it's it's the palm is facing upwards. It looks actually like he's a waiter and and um, his his tray has disappeared and he's still holding it Are you sure it it's facing upwards or is it just a bad hand? Oh, no, here's a different one. 
Okay, I th I've been looking at the wrong statue. Yes, this one is very Nazi. Yeah, this one, he is doing a Nazi. Yeah, that is Nazi. Why see, that's how, how strange. I mean, that is literally a Nazi salute. Yeah, it, I don't really know what they're going for there. Captain Cook statue looms over Australian colonial history furore. Yeah. Is it furore or furore? Uh, furore or furore, furore. I've, not, I've never been sure. I've heard all of them in my life. My life. In my long life. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't help mm. that he's doing a Nazi salute. Um, no, that doesn't help. No, that doesn't help. Although, Phil, the good news is we have a message from Victoria. Victoria in Australia? No, this is a Victoria uh, from uh, 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 Norway. Norway, who... I'm sorry to say we're defeated by the English Lionesses last night. 8-0. Eight goals ooh. to nothing. Damn. Poor Norway. Poor Norway. Their hearts will be cold tonight. <laughs> I and yesterday. Yesterday. Their hearts were cold yesterday. Cold like their motherland. I don't know how I feel about this accent. What is happening here? There's, there's a bit of the Cockney Italian looming in there. It's, it's a classic Norwegian accent. Their, their hearts will be cold yesterday. Yesterday. Their hearts, hearts will be cold. The, the, cold the NATO like guy who's Norwegian, Norwegian has like a classic, summer. such a good Norwegian accent. Who? The NATO guy. Jarlsbergen Heshmergenberger. I can't remember his name. Right, right, right. But he's got a really nice, like, he sounds just like the guy from the drama Occupied, which is very good, set in Norway. Um, greetings from Oslo. Like that. He sounds like that. Nice. Anyway, the point is, Victoria says, dear P and F. <laughs> and then uh, she includes the Greek, I think, alphabet, or maybe Norwegian alphabet letters for that. I don't think so. Mm. Mine's like uh, three lines making the top of a box, and yours is a circle with a line down the middle. So I think it's Greek? Fine. Well, that, yeah, that's fine, yeah. Yeah, there you go. Okay. <clears throat> God, it's hot. Ooh, Victoria says, greetings from Oslo. Um, <sighs> While not a founding farter, I've been a faithful listener ever since episode 10. And as I'm currently unemployed and got dumped a couple of months back, oh. boo, sorry to hear, um, I recently went back to episode one and have listened to all your episodes again to cheer myself up. So thank you for all your brilliant work. Further praise redacted. Our pleasure. Oh, excellent. Yeah. Glad we could help. Tusen tak for listening. Yes, um, what he said. Yeah. Since you've lifted my spirits so much lately, I thought I'd try and return the favor by sharing my only scatological story. The last one in the cupboard. <laughs> She pulls it out and blows dust off it. <laughs> I've never told this to anyone before, but I believe that now at last the time has come. Cast your minds back to December 2019, the before time. Mm. Yes. Politics yeah. aside, it was a happy time, an innocent time. On the day in question, the air was dense with snow and cattles, and throughout the city people rushed from one shop to another in search of presents, their faces beaming with a combination of Christmas cheer and exhaustion. Bling, bling, bong, bling, bling, bong, bling, 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 
I, however, was stuck inside. In those days, I was still a student at the University of Oslo. Ah, oh, cool. Yeah. As I had an exam paper due that afternoon, I had decided not to go to the library to work, but to save some time by staying at home to add the final touches to my papier. Mm. Mm. Mm-hmm. Smart, good tactics. My roommate, who, for reasons which will soon become apparent, shall remain anonymous, worked in an office, so I assumed I would have the flat to myself. However, she wasn't feeling well that morning, and so decided to stay home. Hmm. Yeah. With At a strange really new disease. A strange? She'd had sex with a bat from China the night before. <laughs> and apparently, yes. I thought nothing so, of it um, at the time. <laughs> Oslo, of course, being a very progressive city. Um, at first, this didn't really bother me. She stayed in bed and didn't make a sound. Apart from the odd, it must have been something I ate. Mm. Through the door? I don't know. Mm. It's a funny way to... Uh, that would be a funny, way, long um, sort of metaphor to refer to farts. Well, As in, mean? like, saying, every now and then she let out a... Uh, it must have been something I ate. <laughs> right okay <laughs> Burp, through the through the door <laughs> but after a couple of hours she stumbled out of her room wearing nothing but a dressing gown and onto our sofa in the living room and because uh-huh. i didn't have my own desk i was sitting at the dining table in the same room oh yes suddenly my roommate ran to the bathroom which meant passing directly behind me with an ominous oh no <laughs> I was slightly annoyed by the disturbance, but I tried to ignore her and continue working on my paper. However, to my horror, I soon realized that although it had at first seemed that my roommate had made it to the toilet in time, this was not the case. Oh, no. Mm. Oh, yuck. For as she had hurried from the sofa to the bathroom without so much as a pair of pants for support, she had scattered small and not-so-small droplets of watery poo (laughs) in her wake. Oh, no. Like an even grimmer Hansel and Gretel. Yes. Mm. The trail is fresh. <laughs> She's been through here recently. <laughs> Come on, we need to go. <laughs> She's close. She's close. At this point, I was still desperately trying to finish my paper, but I decided it was better to lose the convenience of the dining table than risk being spattered by her fecal faucet. <laughs> <laughs> so I moved to a chair not in her direct line of fire. Yeah. As um as the day progressed, I had to witness my roommate run to and from the bathroom while her trail of shit tears became ever more apparent and abhorrent. <laughs> trail of shit tears. God. <laughs> By some miracle, I did manage to finish my paper on time, and I got a B. Oh, well done. movement. Uh-huh. Um, but I can never look at my roommate in the same way again. Nevertheless, we endured over a year together in lockdown, with both working from home, so I guess our friendship can survive anything. Yeah. Mm. Gosh. Yeah, I mean, if you get through little poop droplets on the floor, you, you can yeah. get through a global pandemic. Yes, definitely. If you can get through actual visible droplets of poo, you can get through invisible droplets of COVID. Uh, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> uh, is Victoria Norwegian? Um, I think so. She says, keep up the good work and for God's sake, keep on jacking it. Or, naplöken, to use a Norwegian phrase, literally meaning pluck the onion. Ah, to keep jacking it. Yeah, not pluck the onion. It's the, crack. The, it's it, it's crazy how good Scandinavian English is. I don't really understand how they have time to learn it so well. 
I think it's just um I don't know. I guess I guess it's just all the well, I mean, look, they have a very high standard of educational system, but also it's just everything's in English, isn't it? Yeah. If every single Marvel movie was in Norwegian, we'd have a little bit of Norwegian by now. But I mean, that's the case also in sort of France and Spain, isn't it? And their English isn't as good. Yeah, but they're it's because they're assholes about it. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> <laughs> also, um, I, apparently in in I think in Norway, if you're in a university class and one of you uh, speaks English and you say, "Can we have the lectures in English?" They have to be in English. Oh, really? They're like like Norway and like the Netherlands and I think other Scandinavian countries apart from Norway, a lot of the universities are in English, just to yeah. keep the international students coming as well. So yeah, of course, of course, there's a massive incentive there. Yeah. Um, and you good. Know, they're just good. A, a smart bunch. Uh, Victoria has enclosed, she says, a bit of chat, which I find not only annoying and but confusing. Perhaps you can clear this up. The label on the box translates as, come, let's have a cup of tea and talk about nice things. And no, that's <laughs> not a poor translation. It sounds equally stupid in Norwegian. <laughs> I'm going to try and say it in Norwegian. Kom. Kom. La oss ta e kopp te och snakke om fine ting. Fine things. Interesting. I didn't think tea would be a central part of Norwegian tat, too. No, I think they must be drinking it in a much more sort of like no milk American way. I would have thought it'd be like um, pickled fish, you know. <laughs> Come, let's have a nice cup of pickled fish. Of yeah, the Twitter, pro- the, the Twitter profiles are um, sort of uh, human pickled fish eater. <laughs> Sassy. <laughs> bit sweary, bit stinky. <laughs> Herring lover. Um, um, well, thank you, Victoria. Um, well, she, so you. she says. She oh. says from the way it's just regarding the shape of the box. It is like quite a massive box. I don't even know what it's for. She just says from the way it's displayed in the shop. I assume that the box is supposed to contain the cup next to it. But who keeps their cup in a box on the table rather than in a cupboard? And secondly, doesn't the label suggest that two people should have tea and talk about nice things together? And if so, shouldn't the box have two cups? Or does the box want me to talk about nice things to the box? <laughs> yes. You're very confused. It's peculiar. Yes. But thank you, Victoria. Tusen tak for your email. Um, the the subject, no doubt, of the next Scandi Noir, what this box actually means. Yes. Yes. Um, it could be called The Box, as they are, <laughs> yeah, so often yeah. are. Yes, and it'll be in a very stark white sort of impact font over a very poorly lit um, sort of uh, blue light sort of shoreline, you know? Yeah. Or blues and greys. <laughs> yeah. I've still so not seen be- any of the Scandi Noirs. They're good, man. You? And in, in, in white impact font, it'll fill the whole screen. Der Boxer. And then underneath, <laughs> in the, the thin little yellow subtitles, The Box in English. Which should I start with? The Bridge? Yeah. Any, I, I, any of them. Any of them. Um, oh, also, okay. watch a, a very good movie with... Um, What's-His-Tits from Game of Thrones is in it. The Danish guy called oh, Hordegi. Yeah. Headhunters. Very good. Okay, okay. Okay. So I highly recommend watching Headhunters. Will do. Mm. All right. Thanks, listeners. We're off now okay. to the special Scandinavian country of Pat. 
Patreonic. Patreon. Yeah. With its secluded fjords. <laughs> Come on in if you've uh, if you think you're hard enough. Come on in. <laughs> <laughs> um by the way, see you all next week. I wonder who the final two in the leadership race will be. Ooh. Exciting. Maybe it'll be me and Pierre. Who knows? Could be. Could be. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Mm. 